It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was filling out a paper for the hospital the other day and I'm like, how will my son, like what box will he check? Like, will mm-hmm. he check Hispanic or will mm-hmm. he check white? Or will he check other? When it comes especially as Christian families, you know, our doctrine or our, our beliefs, you know, the kingdom mm-hmm. of God's values supersede our cultural differences. That's when I started realizing that, hey, like, this is going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And you either fight against the challenge or take the challenge and grow. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, You might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about intercultural marriage. Each culture comes in with its own set of normals, and then you take two different people with two different sets of normals and bring them together, and sometimes uh, it could clash. Yep. And sometimes it can be, uh, you know, the spice, you know, the spice of life. It could be really awesome. Totally. So whether you are married to someone from a different culture, or you think that you're not married to someone from a different culture. This is still for you. We want you to listen up. Uh, We are so honored to have with us Jonathan and Tiffany Bonilla. They are youth pastors in Florida, and um, they have a lot of background that they're going to come share with us today. So welcome, Jonathan and Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So first, why don't we just start off with you guys sharing with us your story, um, how you guys met, and um, then we'll we'll start in interjecting some uh, questions about some of the cultural differences that came up from the beginning for you. Well, um, I guess I can start off. Um, uh, I'll just be I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. There's just a lot of things that happened when we first met. But the, what initiated everything was basically uh, we praised God for Instagram. Instagram. He works in the DMs. <laughs> yeah. So did he stalk? Did he stalk Tiffany? 
Well, funny funny fact uh, is, I I really didn't. Um, my my siblings right. knew who she was. <laughs> I had no clue who she who she was or anything. So okay. I remember at NYC, they they pointed her out, and this was in NYC, I think 20, 2015. Okay, they pointed her out, and I'm like cool you know i don't know who tiffany is and uh -huh. you know i'm not interested right now or anything so uh later on you know um tiffany she followed me on instagram because my siblings and i we went to colorado okay. and, and i never do that i and when my single years i would not follow a guy <laughs> but the only reason why i did it is because uh -huh. i had worked for the gyd doing some social media stuff and they had won the talent search. Mm -hmm. It's a big family. You can't miss them. Five good-looking Hispanics praising Jesus. They're just there. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> they walk on the platform, but all the girls were screaming. I remember my youth pastor was like, hey. And I was like, yeah, no. If all these girls want them, I don't want one. You know, I was, but I was very curious of, like, where are they from? Like, I've been raised up in Pentecost my whole life. Never heard of them. Never seen them. So I found his profile and I followed him just because his whole profile was just their whole family. It wasn't mm -hmm. just him. So I felt and they okay were praising Jesus. Him. Yes, they were <laughs> praising yeah. Jesus. So I felt good following him, but I didn't think anything of it at the time either. Uh -huh. Yeah. So this was in October when she followed me. This was 2015. And where did you guys no, live 16. at this time? 2016. Sorry. Where did you guys live at this time? I was living in San Antonio, Texas. Now I was in Florida. And she was mm. here in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. And um, so I saw her following me and, you know, uh, didn't think much about it. But then later on, you know, I followed her. And then in February 20... And you started commenting on things yes, here and I there. Was. But I had <laughs> learned never to put stock into that kind of stuff. So I was just like, well, I guess he's checking out myself, but... And I wasn't expecting much because, I mean, uh, just like she said, we, my family and I, we lived in Mexico for eight years. Okay. okay prior to that. And um, that was the crux of his teenage years. Yeah. So mm. I didn't, um, so I wasn't familiar with a lot of people at all, especially in the uh, English realm. Mm. Can I say of Pentecost? Right. I was, um, I was really familiar with the Hispanic, you know, culture okay. and cost, but yeah. not very much in English. So. Um, I remember um, I started commenting her stuff because she was putting good, good content out there. You know, she would share her thoughts and things uh -huh. like that. But February came around, and this was February 2017, came around, and um, and I messaged her because she had posted a story that she was out in the woods praying and exercising, running out there in the woods and stuff. And all I just said was, don't get lost. And um, and I wasn't and expecting that's how anything. we found each other. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. oh, man. <laughs> well, we were, I wasn't expecting her to reply at all because mm -hmm. I'm like, she's she's big, you know, and she's big in Pentecost and sharing her <laughs> apostolic doctrine, YouTube and things like that, you know. Right. Um, so I was like, she's not going to pay attention to the Hispanic guy, you know, this Mexican <laughs> dude or anything. There's no hope for me. There's no chance. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm pretty yeah. sure if she sees my name, you know, she's going to just scroll and whatever, you know, because, I mean, who doesn't do that? You know, I'm pretty <laughs> sure all of us have done that. But, uh, <laughs> but no, she answered right away, which uh, it was surprising. And, um, and then from that point on, this would happen in February 29th, right? Mm -hmm. February 29th, our first conversation. Then after that, our... And you guys have your dates down. Oh, yeah. He oh, has yeah. them all memorized. But yeah, and, and the first time we saw each other was about two months later in, the, okay. in March. Yeah, that's when we met each other. She drove from 
Tallahassee all the way to um, New, New Orleans. Orleans. I drove from San Antonio to New Orleans. Okay. Our, halfway uh, point. Uh -huh. Exactly, our halfway point <laughs> nice. where we met. And uh, I remember getting off the car and seeing her. I got so nervous. And nervous. I, I made my very first mistake, and I'll, I'm always conscious <laughs> about this. I fell to open the door. Uh, uh, and I, I slid into the passenger seat. I was like, strike one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She pointed that out. She pointed that out. And that was so embarrassing. That was, that was so embarrassing. So there's your first tip. Open the door, right? Yeah. Open the door. Yeah. Yes. No so you guys were on the same page. This is something you should do, right? Yeah. Right from the very yeah. start. Yeah, and I mean, and after that, you know, I was I was nervous. But I could tell he was nervous, and it was yeah. adorable. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> he just kept looking at the GPS, trying to get us to the restaurant. It was so cute. <laughs> Great. I mean, it, it was. I've never I've never seen her in my life. Um, you know, we talked on the phone at that point. You know, so it was my very first time seeing her in person and stuff. So it was yeah. it was it was nerve wracking. You know, uh, but it was the first time when you think about it. I, you know, I was like. I'm driving eight hours and a half. I remember this when I was driving. I'm like, I'm driving eight hours and a half uh -huh. to a city to meet a girl I've never known. You know, so <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah, from that uh -huh. part, uh, from that time on, I mean, we we definitely, I I enjoyed her company. We enjoyed. We had some very very deep conversations. You know, mm -hmm. very, we got really personal. Uh, myself, you know, at that point in age, I wasn't wanting to play around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really honest and blunt with her mm -hmm. of what I was expecting and the problems I was dealing in, um, mm -hmm. you know, emotionally, internally. Sure. Um, uh, this, my struggles from my past that I'm mm -hmm. still struggling, you know, in that prep, that time, you know, presently. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, uh, but just her response, that's what shocked me. Um, mm -hmm. Despite of everything I said, um, it's just, I just saw the light of God through her. It was just, just mm. this love and kindness. And wow. And that just definitely, that just grabbed my heart. And I'm like, wow. I'm not letting her go. Oh. <laughs> so, you did. That. Yeah. That, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's how we met. <laughs> so were you in a really, uh, a big tra life transition at that point? Yeah. Because with my siblings, you know, um, Hispanics, you were big when it comes to family. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, and I, at that point, I was a youth pastor, too, in my local church in, in Texas. Okay. Uh, and, um, and of course, we had the band going on with my siblings. Mm -hmm. So those things were, um, you know, fulfilling and satisfying, you know, in a way. But uh, behind the back of my mind, you know, of course, everybody has their battles. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and stuff and their insecurities. And, and it was just a time I was, I was just, you know, talking with God. You know, and a couple of years before that, you know, I, I did have a girlfriend, but so I was still carrying that, you know, baggage with me a little mm -hmm. bit. And then not only that, but just my past of yeah. things as well. And um, in the circumstances I've, I've lived and went through, um, it was it was really I was really, you know, strugg struggling in some way, you know, mentally. But when mm -hmm. seriously, when I met Tiffany, she was like. She was like this hope, this light, and everything. Mm. It was amazing. Wow. That feeling. So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's incredible. So, Jonathan, you mentioned that family is big for you. And Tiffany, from what I've seen, we've been Instagram friends for a couple of years. From what I've seen, your family's big for you too. Um, so what did your families think of each other when you said, I'm, I'm talking to this guy, I'm talking to this gal? Um, talk to us about what your families thought. Hey friends, we'll be right back to our interview, but one quick note. 
If you love what you're listening to, you might also enjoy going through our card decks that we designed to help couples stay connected and in each other's world. So there's Foundations, which is our starter deck, and it's all about boosting your communication skills. And then there's Sexpectations, which is all about spicing up your intimate connection. And then there's Realizations, which is a deck for all couples, but especially dating or engaged couples who want to see how well they really know each other. So grab a deck or two, or three, by heading over to our website, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com slash cards. All right, back to the show. Well, kind of to give a little bit of backstory, so I'm a year older than Jonathan. Okay. And so I was 26, about 27 when we met. And yeah. so mm-hmm. in the Pentecostal church realm, that's you're an elder. <laughs> you missed the boat, you know, the train has already passed your station. Yeah. So, you know, and it's so funny because the week, he, the, a few days before he messaged me, I had actually just got my license with uh, the UPCI. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things I literally just joked with God, like, well, I'm going to be single forever. Might as well make it official, you know, <laughs> get a minister's license, you know. <laughs> um, and the day that he messaged me, I was having a just a kind of, a, I would say, a temper tantrum with God. And I was like, God, you know, I've been so faithful and I've been so good. I don't know what else you want from me. And I have already graduated from college. I'm debt free. I had all these things, mm-hmm. you know, the check off list. Sure. And, you know, God, of course, spoke to me in that moment and said, well, is it about your faithfulness or mine? And, whew, you know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of that moment you get knocked back down to earth. And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm nothing, <laughs> Lord. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> but... Literally, and then your phone goes I, ding. And then my phone goes ding. Exactly how that worked. And so, you know, God has answered a lot of prayers in my life, but that was the quickest one. Wow. And um, I wasn't sure about it because, you know, especially when you've been in the dating scene, things can look promising until time reveals people's true character, their true mm-hmm. willingness to adapt and have a healthy relationship. And so, you know, just from my past experiences, I just never got my hopes up. And so when Jonathan came around, he was complete opposite of what most people would have pinned for me as far as personality type and just approach to living because Mm. I have a very strong personality. I'm um, very comfortable in how God made me. And Mm. that can be, you know, intimidating to some people. And I don't mean for it to be, but that's just kind of the way my parents raised me and my two sisters. Like, this is who you are and don't be ashamed and go for it. And so like all my sisters were all just really, really strong women. And that's because we have great parents and they've got a great marriage that we could emulate. And it's a beautiful testimony because both of my sisters and I are married to men of God today. And Mm. that's not always a common thing in families. So I'm so thankful for that. But when he came around, it was like, he seems really shy. You know, I don't know if he can (laughs) help. You know, I hate that. But but people would say, they can handle you. I'm like, Uh I need someone to handle me. I need someone to treasure me. (laughs) Is that you know? Sure. I hate that conception, but, um, concept, but, uh, when he started coming and, you know, my parents, it's so funny because in other situations, there was one thing I was very, um, keen on having the approval of my parents because I truly felt like they were my spiritual heads. Mm-hmm. And when other relations came along, my parents would just sense things in the spirit. 
And it looks right, good on paper. It looked right. Everything made sense. It would be what everyone stereotypically would expect for me to date, to be with. And then sure enough, time told the story. Mm. And with Jonathan, because I was so used to my parents being leery, um, my mom actually had a dream that God told her that I was going to marry a, a, a Hispanic. Wow. Wow. And I had went down to Miami to work at um, a bilingual ladies conference. And that's when my mom had the dream, but she never really told me or anything like that. Hmm. And, you know, being, we are a, a Caucasian American family, but we actually are still tied into our um, heritage. My family, mm -hmm. I've been to Slovakia. So my dad is Slovakian. Okay. And so most uh, just to be blunt, white people yeah. <laughs> in America, <laughs> they don't know where they came from or maybe, I mean, I believe we're all mutts. Like he claims he's Mexican, but I'm like, we're taking the DNA test. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there could have been a French man that came, you know. His family goes, they know back in the little village where his grandparents are from. So okay. wow. both of his parents are from Mexico. Um, and so, you know, it's so funny to see where you come from and you just never really know what yeah. happened along the way. You never know. Right. But so I have been to Slovakia. Um, I have some wonderful um, apostolic heritage with that with some of our family members and just pioneering truth in mm -hmm. um, those countries. So I am aware of my heritage, um, but it's something that my parents have always taught us, you know, of course, finding our identity first in Christ. Uh. So my parents have always, my dad has always pastored living in Florida, a multicultural church. So we've always been very open to just, you know, understanding that people are people like beyond what they look like, beyond what they were raised, like the core of a person starts with their walk with God. And so mm -hmm. um, they were leery, but when I kept asking them, I'm like, are you sure you don't feel anything bad about him? You don't get any bad vibes. And they both were like, no, he seems like a great guy. And okay. I'm like, hmm, My father-in-law we'll even we'll said, he's like, I tried to look something, you know, yeah. like I tried to look something bad on you. He's like, but I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then what did your family think of, of Tiffany? Well, it was, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's the same thing, you know, where, of course, I'm pretty sure if you're a Christian, you know, uh, most parents, you know, as being a Christian, it's, it's, it's very important to them who you marry, you know, yeah, um, and, and stuff. So um, I remember it, the same thing with my family, the same situation. Fortunately, I dated a girl who they they, they say for, to convert, but uh, <laughs> they trip. <laughs> yeah, it, it overcomplicated thing because you're, you know, well, you're eating meat, you know, some of them were drinking milk, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. just like the scripture says. So we, we were, uh, 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 you know, there's we had a lot of differences in uh, opinions, you know, and especially when it came to the doctrine. So yeah, so that made our, uh, you know, my past relationship a little bit uh, complicated, which yeah. were uh, they weren't wise choices for my part, sure. you know. And my parents would tell me and and stuff, and I wouldn't listen. But then when Tiffany came around, they were just they were shocked, you know. I remember my mom; she went right away and looked all her YouTube videos. My parents seen <laughs> all her YouTube videos. <laughs> and luckily for them she has a lot online to go look through so they were like fangirling and <laughs> fanboying tiffany 
<laughs> yeah, so they, they they fell in love with her, and um, it's something that I, I really appreciate for my family. My parents, you know, it's just the fact of, of mutual respect to anybody, either if it's our mm. own kind or not our kind, just mm. mutual respect. So her coming into the scene, my, my parents were a little bit nervous, you know, because um, we're a Hispanic family, you know, yeah. and with the uh, American family. Uh, and stuff our cultures are completely different and they thought it was going to be difficult but when we when the whole family met in the very same year me and her met which was february of 2017 mm -hmm. that same year um i asked her on fourth of july which for her to be my girlfriend Aww. and that month also was nyc okay um if you guys remember in indianapolis okay and um and that was the very first time both of our families met and um mm. and it was just like like there's zero differences, like there's zero awkwardness. It, wow. it just, they connected so quick. And it's just um, a lot of, you know, just our beliefs, you know, when, mm -hmm. when, when it comes, especially as Christian families, you know, your, your, our, our doctrine or our, our beliefs, you know, the kingdom mm -hmm. of God's values yep. oh, su over, um, supersede um, our cultural differences yeah, yeah. so yeah. that that was very very noticeable whenever we got together at uh at, yeah. when we met at the restaurant because it was tiffany's birthday uh, uh, july 31st okay <laughs> at AYC. so um it was very nice to see them so my parents i mean they were all for this wow it sounds like church culture and your identity in christ and the culture that surrounds that was took precedence in in your family's perception of each other mm -hmm. Um, and they were thankful that you had found somebody who shared the same values um, as a child of God. And it wasn't so much about, I mean, they acknowledged that you guys came from different cultural backgrounds, but but they, they weren't as concerned once they realized that you had a lot of the same values when it came to your identity in Christ. You mentioned that they were nervous before they met uh, Tiffany. Because I think there are a lot of parents when they find out their kids are thinking about marrying somebody from a different culture. Uh, do get married, uh, do get nervous. What do you think those things are that they are nervous about? Well, in my end, um, you know, of course, uh, number one, cultural differences. Okay. You know, um, clash. Uh, yes, yeah, so you, you think it would be uh, different, uh, difficult. Us Hispanics, we tend to be more loud people. <laughs> okay. But uh -huh. my parents, they were nervous really about that. Uh, my parents were uh, a little bit hesitant. Number one, I think it was just the the language mm -hmm. um that, that was like their biggest thing yeah you know because uh my mom she's very comfortable she's super outgoing person uh, uh -huh. and, you know but tiffany yeah. can tell you that my mom she's till this age she still thinks she's in her she team. never meets a stranger yeah she's <laughs> she she went back to college right now right now she's in college wow. again wow so cool. she's, she's, my kids yeah oh my goodness. That's so cool. Cool. And she's really outgoing and, and my dad he's a little bit of an introvert so mm -hmm. you know but their only biggest concern was just the language barrier yeah because tiffany but, you didn't uh, speak spanish at that time did you no, no. Yeah. and the thing is is though is like one thing that i want to always speak to and i'm consistently building up in him is there are some cultures that i've noticed that they tear themselves down and <laughs> my husband it's almost like they're all humble to a fault like it's uh, you know they're like oh and he would say this oh, i didn't think you want anything to this little guy from mexico you know and i'm like oh, you're not a little guy from mexico you're amazing and you just happen mm -hmm. to be from mexico you know and so yeah his, yeah. his parents can completely understand english 100 percent 
But okay. the comfortability that they have of actually fully expressing themselves yeah. in English, mm-hmm. you know, they feel a little bit more intimidated by because their vocabulary sure. is just a little limited. But there's nothing I can say to them that they won't understand. And okay. we get each other. And I'm very, very blessed to have that. When mm-hmm. I first started dating um, Jonathan, that's when I started realizing that, hey, like this is going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And you either, you know, fight against the challenge or take the challenge and grow. And so mm-hmm. I really did. I told Jonathan, like, we want our children to be bilingual. Okay. It would be such a disservice to them to rob them of that mm-hmm. blessing and benefit in life mm-hmm. because they have a father that's bilingual and a mother that can speak very little Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I can sing all the praise songs in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. But actually, Tiffany, talk about that because you know you mentioned you can you can either be scared of that and and shut it down, or you can run with it and grow. And I saw you at a distance on through Instagram, running with that and growing and and joining into Spanish service and, and learning the Spanish songs and the lyrics. Talk about how that process was for you. Um, so, you know, this goes back to the culture that I was raised in, the sense of the mindset that my parents had. My parents, my mom, I love her, bless her heart. She's from Baghdad, Kentucky. <laughs> but, when we go to, but when we go to a Mexican restaurant, her and my dad will try to say something to the waiter in Spanish. I like, love it. no matter what. I love it. They get agua, poor babe, or, you know, like, they're going to, they're going to do their very best because that's the kind of, uh, that's the kind of character that they have. And they raised it in us was if something's presented in front of you, like don't run, like run into mm. it and like, don't be scared of that. Yeah. And when I got, when we got engaged, we got married. Unfortunately, I did have a lot of women who are married to Hispanics or vice versa come up to me and they make these little snide remarks like, Mm. oh, how do your in-laws treat you? You know, does everybody speak Spanish around you? And, you know, isn't that frustrating? And, And I saw that there was bitterness that would grow in a lot of their hearts towards their family. Um, there would be a division between them and their spouse when their spouse, spouse would start speaking Spanish to their family and then they couldn't understand the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just decided in my heart that I was like, if this is a part of my husband, a wonderful part, mm-hmm. instead of me being frustrated with our difference, why don't I learn to just try to come along? Okay. And, you know, I saw that a lot of multicultural marriages with the Hispanic culture, a lot of their children aren't speaking Spanish. They're not learning it. And I told Jonathan, you know, I said, give me like a year or two because we need to understand each other before I try to speak another language. So, you know, (laughs) people the day one, they're like, you're married. Are you going to speak Spanish? And I'm like, yes, one day, but not right now, you know. So I've been merciful with myself. I told myself um, basically like when our son is born, like I we want to enroll him in some classes and I'm going to go with him. So okay. I'm going to basically start where he starts. Nice. And even though I took three years in high school, you know, and sure. then of course <laughs> I, um, I've downloaded Duolingo and all those other apps yeah, and yeah. stuff and, yeah. you know, um, but I, I never want to face a challenge in life, especially when it comes to honoring part of my family that I let it, you know, end up deterring me from having a healthy relationship with my yeah. family, my in-laws. And then my children. 
And um, so I told Jonathan, I said, as long as I can always understand so that our kids can't say anything to you that mama can't understand, <laughs> we're going to be good. So, <laughs> nice. I love it. What you're spelling out, you said something earlier that stood out to me. You said that you were looking for something that had the willingness to adapt or mm. something. In the, and that, I think, is a huge part. It speaks to the kind of the the grander vision of what we're talking about here of mm-hmm. bringing two sep- separate people into a marriage and creating something wonderful. Yeah. And it's not saying that you need to s- s- not now that we're in this marriage, you need to not embrace your Hispanic heritage or, you know, vice versa, but it's like, okay, how do we fit these things in? Mm-hmm. How do we make room for them and how do we make them shine? Yeah. But I, I love that. But taking influence, I'm. this is what I'm hearing. You're taking influence from each other, Yeah. which is a massive deal in a marriage. Mm-hmm. It's like a buffet, you know? It's like you don't just go to the buffet and only get macaroni and cheese, even though I love it, very American. But, you know, if there's some burritos or enchiladas on. On, on the buffet, you know, add it. Why not? Have sure. all the flavors in life, you know? That's good. Yeah. Um, And so we've talked about this a lot because, you know, how will my, I was filling out a paper for the hospital the other day and I'm like, how will my son, like what box will he check? Like, will Mm. he check Hispanic or will Mm. he check white or will he check other? You know, and that's, that's the flesh, right? That's the world. Mm. We put us all just in one little box when God sees us in so many different layers. Mm. Um, But I started thinking about that. I'm like, I don't know what I will, you know, we'll cross that road when we get to it, but I want him to be just as proud of his Hispanic culture as he is of my Slovakian and Austrian culture and all the other things that I have in me. So, you know, we want him to be proud of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But of course, always circling back to you're so much more than your skin color. You're so much more than the language you speak. And um, I, I was just so blessed to be married to a Hispanic family that truly wanted to make me feel accepted. I remember the first time I met his brothers, he had stepped out of the room. We were eating in a cafe and they're all just talking in Spanish to each other. And Absalom, he's 15 months younger than Jonathan. So he's the second. And he was like, guys, English only. We're only speaking English right now because Tiffany's at the table. That's sweet. And like yeah. that made my heart, you know, just swell because, mm-hmm. you know, you never want to come in. You don't want to be that one person that ruins the party, right? Mm-hmm. right. Like when I'm in the room, people, they, you know, want to have to speak. They have to speak English because mm-hmm. they don't want to make me feel like I'm an outcast or I, you know, and not be sure. accepted into conversation. So I have just it's a give and take and it yeah. has been a give and take. And my family has been so amazing. I know that's not everybody's experience. I think sure. that's what the women and the men that have been married into Hispanic culture have come to me and warned me of mm-hmm. maybe their in-laws weren't as willing, you know, cause it's yes. an adaptation on both sides. My Absolutely. in-laws try to speak to me. They speak to me in English more than I speak to them in Spanish. So I say they're going farther than I am, you know, to adapt. Yeah. 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 But I'm just very thankful. And I would just say, if you don't have that, like if you're a young couple and this is what you're facing, if you don't have a supportive family on both sides, don't fight that and try to look at those, look at the heritage beyond maybe the personalities 
or the approach that, the, that your family's taken because mm -hmm. it, you don't want to rob your child of something that will enrich their life and, and, and be merciful with yourself and with your family. Mm -hmm. And there are times, especially for my father-in-law, he's a little bit more leery in his English. He'll start talking to me. And then if he gets, we get in a deep conversation, you know, he'll be like, okay, translate for me because I got to say something more. Okay. I can't say it in English. And, and I'll tell him, I'll go, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Say in Spanish. And I, it's, it's like, I just try, I just try That's awesome. and he tries and it's awesome. And one thing I told this to Jonathan, this is for everybody when it comes to different languages, body language is mm -hmm. all one language. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. it is so funny. I was like, there's been so many times in our dating years and stuff, his brothers would say something or something would happen. I'd be like, mm -mm, no. And they'd be like, oh, you understand? And I'm like, no, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm your mind. <laughs> That's good. That's I good. Yes. I think a topic that tends to come up a lot when it comes to intercultural marriage, but not just in the sense of you come from different countries or you have different skin colors. Um, we actually bring this up in a lot of premarital counseling, even if we're working with a couple who share the same skin color. Um, and the question is, how do you work through male and female roles in your marriage? Um, so maybe you could both speak to that, starting maybe with you, Jonathan. Um, so, you know, coming from a culture where the male and female roles are one way and then marrying into a culture where maybe male and female roles are a different way. Can you share a little bit about that experience? Yeah, um, well, in Mexico, it's, it's more a given. Um, I'm speaking about Mexico because I lived there eight years. Mm -hmm. I can't say all Hispanic cultures because, sure. you know, there's so yeah. many different. But mm -hmm. in, in ours, um, in a way, you know, you have what is called the macho man. Mm -hmm. yeah. In Spanish, el machismo. Yes. You know? Um, and, uh, and, um, so yes, you do, uh, you know, you, you get these habits, you see how the dynamic between, uh, uh um, you know, a father and a mother figure, mm -hmm. you know, you see their dynamic, but, um, but my parents were a little bit different, um, uh, you know, when it came to that, because my dad came to the U S at a very young age, at okay. the age of 18 and, um, and my mom at the same, same time, you know, around the same age. And um, so they grew, they left the country, you know, for a couple of years and uh, 15 years. So they lost a little bit of that. And, and it was here in the U.S. Where they, where they met God um, mm -hmm. and things like that. So that brought transformation into um, their personalities because uh, my dad, he, he was um, raised in very uh, difficult and um, uh, childhood very, very, very okay. difficult. He started working at the age of six years old, mm. um, you know, work and working hard, uh, building his yes. own house, helping my grandfather building his house on solid rock, Yeah, you know? So, uh, so my grandfather meeting him, his personality, you could see, you know, where we tend to see a lot of in the Hispanic culture and machismo, mm -hmm. you know, but also you have those men who are just playful. Mm -hmm. You sure. know, um, yep. very playful and they don't really ever mature. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, but, uh, but for, uh, but thank God, you know, uh, due to my father, you know, he allowed God to work in his life. Mm -hmm. So there's things that, um, he was a very serious man and, um, a very he heavy handed. And that's a right word to say with okay. us, my brothers, yeah. because we're all, we're four guys and a girl. Yeah. So, um, but it's just, but with as the years have gone by, he has, 
he has changed. So, um, mm. so at this point, you know, um, those things, those values in the Hispanic culture are, are, have come, have become something that I'm not, uh, I have basically kind of pull away. And because okay. I try to carry more of what the Bible says more about mm -hmm. the of, of a man of God should be. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I yeah. hope that answers your question. That answers it perfectly. Yeah. It's I I think that's neat that you see it that way. One question we like to ask couples when we're in premarital counseling is what from your family of origin do you want to bring into your marriage and repeat that dynamic? And what's something from your family of origin that you don't want to bring into your marriage and repeat that dynamic? And that's what I'm hearing from you is you learned a lot seeing the transition in your dad and, and hearing the stories. And that's something you wanted to shift in your marriage to match more what you saw aligning with the Bible. What verses stood out to you in how to model your, the way you act toward your wife? Well, I've, you know, uh, the word of God, I, you know, you don't have it, basically my main character, of course, is Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, but how he models of him, with people mm -hmm. but also right. with how he is with the church yes uh, that was like my primary example yeah. uh, but on, on, not only that but just seeing uh you know the men of god here something that i've always respect you know in, in, in a way of the american culture of men um you know how they treat their wives mm. um in, in certain aspects because for some reason i mean this is not for everybody some people some Hispanics might not agree with me but being in mexico it was given, like like I said, you know, that not many of them mature, and it was given a lot that you would expect at some point in their lives they would cheat on you, mm. kind of thing, you know, being mm. cheaters and, and stuff. And so the, you know, it, those, so those aspects in life, um, you know, growing in church, those are things that I didn't want to pick up in my own life, you know. Right? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so I always look up after, you know, um, men of God, basically, you know, yeah. as my role models of how they treat their wives and everything. And, and most importantly, well, how my, my dad treat my mother. Mm -hmm. um, he, it's just, it's funny when I see them, they get together and they car, they're just like this young. They're still dating. Yeah, Aww. it's like, they're still dating. They, it's like, they, we're still here. We're in another room. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just, sweet. It's, and my mother-in-law is like a third of the size of my father-in-law. Yeah. So she could like just sit in his lap like a little girl. And it's so cute. <laughs> oh, oh, I love fun. that. But my dad, he 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 showed, you know, he could be angry and, and stuff or had a very long day and tired, but he always made the effort and time to mm. spend time with my mother. Mm. And every time we would have our church drive to um, to church, it was about a 45 minute drive. Okay. You know, and um, and during that time, I would see them always holding their hands. They'll always be talking at night times. Oh my gosh, I can tell you this. At night times, we would um, be laying in bed because... Um, we had a house that only had three bedrooms, okay. no, four bedrooms, but my sister, of course, she was the only girl, so she would be in her own room. Uh -huh. And then two of us guys, we would sleep in uh, one room, the other two guys would sleep in another room, and then my parents had other bedroom. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. every single time at nighttime, you could just hear them laughing all night long. <laughs> We're like, what are they laughing? And my, my mom, my dad, he would say jokes, and my dad, he would become this man that he's not with us with my mom because they've known each other more, you know? Yeah. Wow. So my dad, That's he would be sweet. very open himself, very, he was very vulnerable to my, to my uh, mother, of course, because so it's his wife. So those things, you know, mm -hmm. as good example, not, yes. you know, believe it or not, those little things, those little actions do, 
you know, as I grow and then as I think about love or of how I want to be or treat someone, you know, those, I put my, my brain just flashbacks to those times, you know, that's and, awesome. And so those, those are very important things, you know, in, in my life. So good. Love it. What challenges have you guys faced personally, like with this, like decision-making and, you know, the way you guys have to interact um, or maybe some expectations or tell us about that. You had mentioned about what you brought in and what you mm -hmm. decided to leave out. We've yeah. had that conversation a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it was so really beneficial for us. Even we started talking about when we were dating because my father, he was raised by a single mother. His father was present in his life for a little bit, but he, I never knew the man. He was a godless alcoholic, beat his wife, just uh, a person yeah. that unfortunately, you know, you wonder sometimes why they exist, but yeah. they're there. And um, my grandmother raised four strong boys that are in the church today. Mm -hmm. And because my dad saw his mom be beat by his husband, by her husband, and see that dynamic. Um, I told Jonathan and his father has a similar story um, from some of the things in his parents and grandparents that I told Jonathan, I said, they might not have done everything right, but they did everything a lot better than what the generation before them did. Right. And I said, and so our children are gonna be blessed because our parents made the cognitive decision to say, we're not going to have that in our home. I will yeah. honor my wife. I will respect my husband, mm -hmm. you know, and they made that choice. And then as we become adults and we talked about some things that frustrate us, maybe in our parents' marriage, it was, man, I wish my mom or my dad wouldn't do this or that, yeah. you know, just being transparent because no one's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. you know, but then we're not going to be perfect either. Right. And our all children are going to say, well, we're not going to do that in our marriage, you know, but yep. I think it's, it's being merciful. And then also acknowledging like how far our parents came in their marital dynamic and just making note of it. And also Jonathan has recognized this and I recognize this in my parents. My father's father yelled a lot. Mm. And that was when we were younger girls, that was our response. Mm -hmm. then came in a household where his father was very quiet. Mm -hmm. His father got upset. He would just leave the room. And um, his yeah. mother is the more vocal one in their family. Yeah. A lot of times his father will tell her and then she will tell the children. And, um, um, and in, my, in my family, it's my father is vocal and my mother's vocal. And so we hear from both of them quite often. <laughs> but, <laughs> Love it. But um, uh, that's why we're all so opinionated. But uh, <laughs> but we take that influence, right, and yep. kind of put it on like that's mm -hmm. our that's your normal to be a little bit louder, and it's his normal probably to be quieter. Well, we've had our yep. disagreements, and you know, and I when people are like, we never fight. Like I hate that expression. <laughs> Because I'm like, then you're fighting for nothing, okay? Because that means somebody has no backbone and someone's just being a pushover and someone's not even expressing anything because mm. you're going to have a disagreement if you exist in the world and you let yeah. people know who you are. Yeah. And so We'll amen that times 100. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, like, when, you know, I hear young couples that are starting to date and they're like, oh, we've never fought. I'm like, either it's not going to work or just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, totally. Because you're two different people. Yeah. 
It's two worlds. We've, we've had to work how to fight in a healthy way, in a beneficial mm. way, that mm. we are growing past this disagreement, growing past this circumstance. And Break that down a little bit for us. Yes. So instead of me always being on that defense, whenever he brings up something to me that I feel is personally attacking my approach to something or my perspective or my take on life, I have to regain the thought that we are on the same team. But instead of me just saying, okay, whatever you want, that's not going to solve anything. That's just right. leaving everything under the rug. Right. So because his nature is quiet, and his nature would be if we were disagreeing, he would just leave the room. And I'm like, nope, you get back here. <laughs> you can't leave the room. We have to talk about this. And so I've had to learn for me, because sometimes I want to talk about things too much. And he wants to talk about things too little that I have to recognize when maybe right now is not a healthy time to have a conversation. Yep. Or maybe, maybe, you know what, that wasn't that big of a deal and I can just let it go. Mm -hmm. But then he has had to step up in his communication. And it's so cute because now he's been passing this on to his brothers as they're mm -hmm. dating girls and saying, <laughs> nice. hey, bros, this is what you need to do. And he has, and that's, I think that's what makes my heart so happy is seeing how much he has quickly adapted and was willing to say, I want a healthy marriage. And so now when we have those moments, we just kind of, pull ourselves back to that center. And then he, I say, tell me, what, what did you mean by that? Good. And so yeah. he's really developed more of that expressing mm -hmm. and I've developed more of that hushing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but nice. yeah, so that's, Very that's good. basically something that we learned from both of the cultures of our families and tried to, because in, like I said, in my family, we told you everything we thought in his family, they just shut down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's given with that within the Hispanic culture, uh, just generally, it's not like we rarely have conversations about um, careers. Mm. You know, um, we rarely have conversations about uh, important things in life. We, uh, we rarely have conversations about um, one thing. Well, the first time I ever heard of it was with her family about love language. The love language. I asked yeah. all the like, siblings, what, what is your love, love language? language? I'm like, I don't believe. <laughs> That, you know? <laughs> and, he's uh, like mexican food that's my love but, uh, but then we as i got into that and we took marriage counseling and i mm -hmm. i first disagreed on marriage counseling because for me marriage counseling was in his mind yeah, yeah in my mind as of, of something you for go to marriage counseling mm -hmm. until when your marriage is about to you know, yeah, right. Yep. You know, that's the misconception. Mm -hmm. Yes, that that was my my my, my you know my uh, conception about it. But then uh, we she she insisted, and you know things like this. You know, that she was sharing for our conversations. You rarely have about uh, mm -hmm. Hispanics. You know, it's just we talk about sports and everything else, but important things sometimes. Sure. And um, so uh, with that, you know, um, I remember we took marriage counseling, and they said a lot of good things and i was like wow mm. you know about our parents defaults and, and things yep. like that yeah um and one of our defaults was definitely you know when um i would get upset or anything i'll just go quiet mode yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's me i'll just stay quiet and and i can hear you i hear you <laughs> and in my brain i'm like okay i won't tell you okay but in my mind <laughs> yeah. i'll say okay and then i'll just walk away how'd that work out you know? Oh, I didn't out, at all. No, and in our marriage counseling, they they advised me um, to communicate more. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, with 
um, even even uh, not not meaning to um, put my my father or or anybody on my family at last, but with our family, when when we would get in problems or get upset, we would um, say something, but super hurtful, mm-hmm. and then we would leave the room. Mm-hmm. I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes we won't say anything. Yeah, you know, we would just stay quiet and just leave the room or whatever. Yeah. You know? So that was something I had to get rid of. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you tell yourself? Because that internal urge of just shutting down and walking out is probably still there. Yes, it, it is. So <laughs> what do you tell yourself when you feel like doing that, but instead I'm going to do this? Like, what's that internal dialogue sound like? Well, my thing is, one of the things that come to mind is like, we're not going to be able or she's not, if, if something bothers me and I just get upset and walk away, She's never going to know that, you know, what bothers me. She would just know that I'm upset. Yeah. You know, and, and in the past, I would do that and, and I'll stay upset until you ask me, what's wrong? What's wrong? Uh-huh. And, I, and me personally, I just wanted that attention kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I like yeah. them to hear say, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? And then, then feel bad. And then mm. I'll talk. No. Yeah. So it really is like, I want you to feel bad before we talk about this. <laughs> Wait, that was me back in the days, but nowadays, you know, when it comes to mind and I want to Mm -hmm. do that, I just, I'm like, we're not going to be, if if I want this, if I want to solve this problem, if I Mm -hmm. want our marriage to grow, if if I I want to make this better, Mm -hmm. we have to talk about it. Yeah. I have to let her know what's really bothering me and why it's bothering me. Yeah. So I've, I've come to the understanding of expressing the things that I don't like or the things that bother me. Instead of just getting upset and walk mm-hmm. away, you so know, and have her guessing because there's no way yep. that we're we're gonna be able to overcome our issues if I just have her guessing all the time, you know, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's wisdom right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna tell you why I'm upset, you know. So mm-hmm. good luck uh, guessing <laughs> why I'm upset, and mm-hmm. you know, right. and so that means our marriage is gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse. Yes. You know? Right. That's so good that you you learned that skill of assertiveness and yeah. and learning, right? It's a present progressive. You're in the process always. And then also Tiffany, you know, learning to be an active listener and to really engage and what did you mean by that? That's you guys are really uh blossoming in yeah. just 2 years in these effective communication and conflict resolution so, skills. So so important. On the topic of continuing to learn, do you have any books or resources that you could recommend to the listeners that they should go and look and help their marriage? Well, right now we're kind of in this different zone because we've been taking adopting on new um, responsibilities with the church. So most of our books mm. and things that we're looking into are all like church leadership stuff. <laughs> so right sure. now, anything fresh is not coming to my mind. Um, but I, I just know that because I, my degree is in communication. Mm-hmm. And so just, there were different books and different um, things you can look up on YouTube or podcasts of. And I think that's where he translated into one, not just the culture of certain Hispanic groups being more, um, maybe not as in tune with expressing their emotion, but that's also a guy thing. <laughs> so that's, yes. That's just something guy that, you culture. Know, the guy, <laughs> culture guy culture that he had, you know, yeah. he had to work on. And so, yes. um, I, I can't think of anything right now. My, my brain is going to a blank, but I would just say to take a day to go online and just type in like communication, 
um, approaches or finding different ways to more yeah. effectively communicate. The five love languages is a really great way. I know the Enneagrams, that's everyone's, you know, oh, that's the trending thing right now. But sure. it's incredible that when you can accept something, and my mom always said this, she's like, you have to love people for who they are right now and not what they're going to be because most likely they won't change. Mm -hmm. And so she's mm -hmm. always taught us that. And, and that's where in other relationships that have surrounded our marriage, we just have to accept that's, that's so-and-so and that's yeah. how they're going to be. And you know, if they're going to always communicate like this, well, I'm going to take note of it and make sure that I don't lose my dignity in it or whatever. And yeah. so uh -huh. it, it's been really good seeing him learn. And then I've learned the sides of communication that maybe I know cause I read in a book, but I wasn't putting it into practice the best right. way. Yeah. And so good. Yeah. Good. I mean, a couple of the resources of course was, uh, number one, um, you know, the, the word of God, you know, Jesus <laughs> yeah. just yeah. read the Bible. Yes. Yeah. Just a great example of law, uh, of love, honestly, yeah. of how it, love he is, patient, is. Love is yeah. kind. Yeah, so mm -hmm. t taking that at hand, but we haven't really read any books of marriage or anything other than you personally, like our marriage counseling that we took. Yeah, it's been a crazy two years. <laughs> so marriage things, uh, you know, um, like church events that we've gone to, like I always make notes whenever I go. Good. And so yeah. um, so I, honestly, I'm not continuously yes. looking yeah. into mm -hmm. that, which I probably should. Yeah. But I always try to retain all everything I, when I go to these marital. I try to soak everything in, you know, That's as great. much as I can, and, and carry all those things. Or sometimes I listen to a couple of podcasts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To um, of of leaders. Um, mm -hmm. One of them is Andy Stanley. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nice. Andy Stanley. He's one of my favorites. I just I love that guy. He's, yes. He's so good. Communication approach. Yeah. yeah. And um and him, you know, he talks a lot about um yeah, and he talks a lot about communication too you know and, and mm -hmm. also leadership tips that he talks about nice. you know when Good. whenever I, I hear about leadership or communication uh, it, it might not say for church or for spouse or for sure. parents or anything yeah, but yeah. I try when they and when, for example communication communications you know I just I try to adapt that also in my own marriage right. so I'm, I'm not necessarily looking for books that specifically speak about marriage, mm -hmm. but I try anything I listen to, Pick you know, your life. I, I just try to mm -hmm. apply it to different parts of my life. Right. You know? We'll link the Andy Stanley podcast and then um, we'll link the five love languages. That's a classic recommendation from lots of people. Um, and then that's a good recommendation that you made. Go to marriage seminars, go to church events, uh, listen to podcasts and read the word of God. Yeah. And, so. and be willing to learn. I liked how Tiffany just said, well, just go Google it and jump on YouTube and just be willing to learn. <laughs> yes. That's how I learn a lot. Well, Google everything else, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's yes. just important to take that time. And, you know, I've heard, you've always heard the expression lost in translation, right? So we use that for when it comes to, you know, verbal languages, but it really translates into things in marriage. And so like, for him and I, we really worked. And this was something, this was a good thing I picked up from a marriage thing was, is let one person have a moment at a time. So if one person is having a moment, we're just, you know what? I'm just frustrated. I, I can't be Christ right now. <laughs> I'm being human, you know? So that way, when he is having a bad day and there's a time that we need to communicate and I can tell that he's a little stressed, then I become the Christ 
humble mm-hmm. myself and I just let him have his moment. But, and then it can go back and forth. And then it's so funny, the marriage um, counseling that I got this from, she's just like, one time they were had a fight. She says, today's my day and you, you have to get another day, you know? <laughs> so we'll use that when we both get a little... Um, you know, your moment. Yeah. It's my moment right now. So let me have my moment and you can have your moment tomorrow. And so again, circling always back to the culture of Christ and Mm -hmm. that supersedes everything that this earth will ever put in us, put us through, try to make us identify with. And, um, that's why it's so important to marry somebody that has that culture of Christ because that will transcend and translate one thing i forgot to mention is the the fact one of one of the guys that helped me understand more about the enneagram who's a pro about it um, and that he and it was, it was through him that i first listened to, uh, about the enneagram okay uh, whenever andy stanley interviewed uh ian cron okay. uh, i follow him on instagram ian yeah. morgan cron okay. he's like this he's big when it comes to the enneagram so i listen to his podcast so of course he has different personalities come in uh-huh. and he does the very same thing. He asks them questions, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I'm similar to this guy, you know? Okay. But, I, but then I listen, you know, but what have you done to you develop this or that, you know? So mm-hmm. those yeah. things I definitely Good. help. Okay. It's well, we'll good. link that as well in the show notes. So we are going to transition to our Dear Young Married Couple letter. Before we do, for the folks who are listening, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, we'd love it if you left a review and a star rating. It helps us reach many, many more couples. So on to our Dear Young Married Couple letter. So Jonathan and Tiffany, uh, think back to when you first got married and think about advice that you wish you would have received and then fill in the blank, Dear Young Married Couple. Dear young married couple, be merciful with yourself, with your spouse, with your extended family. Everybody's growing and changing and who you are today is not who you were yesterday. And the same goes for the person you're married with. Mm. So just as his mercies start new every morning, pray that you have that heart that your mercies for your spouse, for your children, for your family are new every morning and that you can let go of anything that was done in the past to move forward because that's just reflecting the heart of God and Mm. it really is going to give you that beneficial life and you won't get so caught up on the little things and you'll be more confident in your marriage, more confident in your relationships and more confident in the life that you're building. So good. How about for you, Jonathan? Dear uh, married couple, <laughs> be willing to learn. I'll be my one thing. Um, be willing to learn. I'll be willing to adapt to uh, new ideas and be willing to express, um, like I've been learning myself, you know, express, um, you know, the, your internal things, you know, what bothers mm-hmm. you and, and things like that. Communicate, basically. Communicate uh, just generally um, and life would be much easier and simpler (laughs) (laughs) good so good i've learned that with my family yes yes well thank you guys so much to the both of you um we appreciate the insights and the experiences that you've shared today i know it'll help lots of couples um for folks who are listening if you want to get in contact or connected with tiffany and jonathan you can find them on instagram at tiff boney and at john boney underscore and we'll link that in the show notes as well 
Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, this is such a, I, I think, a real so many good nuggets in here for mm -hmm. people to to grab because there are a lot of people that are facing these challenges. Well, not just two people, two different people finding each other, but also different cultures. And yes. so thank yep. you guys for being willing to be vulnerable and open up and share. We appreciate it. Well, thank you all. It's been an honor to be part of this. Oh, oh, thanks guys. so much for having us. Thank you. Take care. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dearyoungmarriedcouple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.